Gamar Jobat from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from the 14th of April, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Been seven weeks since Russia invaded Ukraine, which has forced over 11 million people to flee their homes, over 4 million people to leave the country. Last week, two more Georgian volunteers, David Benabdashvili and Zura Shanava, were killed fighting in Ukraine. Currently, eight injured Georgian volunteers are receiving medical treatment in Ukraine. According to the Ministry of Economy, Georgia ranks first among countries that have sent aid to Ukraine since the outbreak of the war. Georgia has sent over 400 tons of humanitarian aid. Georgia is followed by Romania and Belgium with 80 and 40 tons, respectively. Last week, the opposition party Try for Georgia, or LELO, drafted a resolution on war crimes committed in Ukraine. Resolution condemns the actions that were carried out by Russian troops. The document calls on the international community to investigate war crimes committed by Russia in Ukraine. I remember from a few shows back that the Ukrainian ambassador to Georgia was recalled from the country. Because of that, many accused the Georgian government of failing to show its full support for Ukraine. New Minister of Foreign Affairs, Ilya Darchiashvili, met with Ukrainian Foreign Affairs Minister Dmitry Kuleba last week at the NATO ministerial meeting where parties agreed to hold talks on improving the country's political relationship. A few days later, on Wednesday the 13th, an online meeting was organized between Georgian and Ukrainian officials. They agreed to let Georgia's delegation pay an official visit to Ukraine. Parliamentary delegation plans to visit Ukraine this week. Georgian officials will visit places that have been attacked by Russian troops to show their support for Ukraine. Speaking of the NATO ministerial, NATO Secretary General Jens Stolenberg stated that NATO's support for Georgia must increase so as to strengthen the country's resilience and its ability to defend itself. According to him, NATO is working to further strengthen cooperation and partnership with Georgia. On Monday the 11th, Georgia received an EU membership questionnaire. Last month, Georgia applied for EU membership. Now the EU sent over a questionnaire that contains 369 questions. Georgian authorities have six weeks to complete it. The European Commission will prepare a report based on the answers forwarded to the European Council. As you'll remember, NGOs hope that that will be an open process. Let's see how open the question-answering process will be. It's been 33 years since the tragedy of the 9th of April. You may already know this, but in 1989, Soviet armed forces attacked peaceful protesters in front of the Parliament building on Rustavelli Avenue in Tbilisi, killing 21 people. Participants were protesting against the Soviet Union, demanding Georgia's independence. Exactly two years later, the Supreme Council declared restoration of the country's independence. Commemorate the tragedy on Saturday the 9th, citizens and civic activists held a rally in protest under the slogan Independence, Freedom, and Unity in front of Parliament. They expressed their disapproval of Russia's aggression in Georgia. The rally attendees dedicated a minute of silence in memory of those killed in 1989. Karl Hartzel, the EU ambassador to Georgia, stated that the sacrifice of those who tragically lost their lives standing up to Soviet troops will never be forgotten. To mark the day, Prime Minister of the UK, Boris Johnson, sent a letter to Prime Minister Yudakli Kharabashvili, in which he spoke about the progress Georgia has made since independence and that Britain supports Georgia's sovereignty and territorial integrity. Friday the 8th, the government decided to increase funding for religious organizations by one million lati, about $300,000, saying it was due to an increase in visitors or parishioners. <laughs> One village in the mining region of Chiatura is falling through the cracks. 
Literally, each VC village started to collapse a few years ago. The community members are being forced to evacuate the village, leave their houses behind, and move to nearby towns. Chiatura City Hall has offered to pay the rent of residents whose houses are no longer habitable. Locals are certain that the collapse is caused by operations that take place in the manganese mines, but the mining company, Georgian Manganese, said that there are no connections between the mining and collapsing of houses. To read the local stories and see the photos of the village, check the show notes. Over the last few years, there's been an ongoing debate over Georgia's democracy. Recent data blog by Open Caucus's media shows that only 39% of citizens believe that Georgia is a democratic country. Study also showed that supporters of the ruling party, Georgian Dream or Otsneba, are three times more likely to think that Georgia is democratic. Read the full article, check the link in the show notes. Tuesday the 12th, U.S. Department of State published the 2021 Georgia Country Report on Human Rights Practices. The document analyzes some key factors such as independence of the judiciary, violence against journalists, limited respect for freedom of peaceful assembly and association, crimes involving violence, targeting sexual minorities in the country, as well as unlawful interference in privacy. The report highlighted the events of the 5th of July when violent groups physically assaulted journalists who were peacefully covering the Tbilisi Pride March. That day, over six 60 journalists and media representatives were injured. The report, quote, reports on the government's failure to credibly investigate and prosecute the organizers of violence on the 5th of July, end quote. Some of the other events emphasized in the report include the arrival and arrest of Misha Saakashvili in Georgia and the dissolution of the state inspector service. Good news for environmentalists. On Friday the 8th, Japanese embassy to Georgia allocated over $900,000 to support Georgia's sustainable and climate-friendly forest management. The project will be implemented by UNDP, aims to protect forests from degradation and unsustainable logging. In order to do so, the program will encourage the engagement of local communities in sustainable forest management, and it will create accessible, renewable energy sources. Enough Earth, let's talk space. Have you heard of the Lunar Codex Project, digital archive created by NASA, which serves to send works of art from all over the world to the moon? The artworks include books, movies, musical works, and paintings. Within the framework of the project, three works of the Gorys Women Choir from Georgia will be sent to the moon. Works will land on the moon in 2024. Happy Dedeena, or Mother Language Day. 14th of April, Georgia celebrated Data Anna Day. 44 years ago in 1978, thousands of Georgians had a rally against the Soviet government's decision to have Russian become the only official language in the Soviet Union, so Georgian would no longer have had that status in Georgia. Following the protest, Soviet government withdrew its decision, reinstated Georgian to the official language, as announced by then-party secretary of Georgia, Edward Shevardnadze. To mark the day, Prime Minister Karabashvili made a speech where he said that language is one of the main features of Georgian identity. He also said that it symbolized the unity and victory of Georgian people over the Soviet regime. The Georgian language, or Kartuliena, is one of the oldest in the world, spoken by four million people, most of whom are in Georgia. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, we are on Reddit now. If you're a listener who just found us there, can you tell us that so we can ask you about Reddit? It's kind of a new thing for us. You can email us at podcast at rorschach.com. Nachwandis! Nachwandis!